Tuesday, December the 8th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, Brexit deal in the balance and America's new China sanctions. First, the world in brief. Britain's Prime Minister Boris Johnson and the President of the European Commission Ursula von der Leyen agreed to meet in Brussels in the coming days to try and reach a post-Brexit deal. Negotiators have failed to reach agreement on fisheries, competition rules and the governance of an agreement. A transition period that temporarily continues pre-Brexit arrangements expires on December 31st. The European Council adopted a legal framework that allows it to impose sanctions on people and organisations involved in human rights violations. The sanctions, which include travel bans and the freezing of funds, may be brought to bear on those involved in genocide, war crimes and other serious abuses, regardless of where the acts occurred. America imposed sanctions on 14 Chinese legislators in response to China's expulsion of four pro-democracy opposition members from Hong Kong's legislature. The sanctions are in addition to those previously levied on Carrie Lam, the territory's chief executive, and several of her senior officials. President Donald Trump is keen that America maintain pressure on China, even as he departs office. Mr Trump suffered two more defeats in his efforts to reverse his loss in America's presidential election. Georgia's top election officials said that the third count of his state's votes again showed a win for Joe Biden. A federal judge in Michigan also threw out another Trump lawsuit, aiming to decertify Mr Biden's win there. Meanwhile, Mr Biden looks set to name Lloyd Austin a retired general as his defense secretary. He would be the first black person to hold the office. In California, a new order designed to curb COVID-19 infections, banning private gatherings of any size, came into effect. The state has been under a stay-at-home order for all but essential services since March. On Sunday, it set a record of 30,000 new cases. Sheriffs in Los Angeles, Orange and Riverside counties said they would not enforce the order. Uber ended its attempt to develop a driverless car. The ride-hailing firm will instead sell its autonomous vehicle unit to Aurora, a Silicon Valley startup. As part of the deal, Uber will invest $400 million in Aurora and take a 26% stake. Uber has been streamlining its business in an attempt to turn a profit. And Universal Music bought the rights to Bob Dylan's musical catalogue for an undisclosed nine-figure sum, thought to be around $300 million. Music labels and even investors such as private equity groups have been snapping up recording catalogues at rising prices. For the stars, meanwhile, sales can make up for touring income lost to the pandemic. And now, here's today's agenda. Is less more. Liberia's referendum. Today, Liberians vote in a controversial referendum that would trim terms for the president and members of the House of Representatives from six years to five and cut senators' terms from nine years to seven. This may appear to reduce the chances of politicians outstaying their welcome, but opponents of the change fear the opposite. They worry that President George Weir, a former football star, may follow the recent trend of African presidents finding ways to serve seemingly unconstitutional third terms. In Ivory Coast, for example, despite a two-term limit, President Alassane Ouattara successfully claimed that an unrelated tweak to the constitution in 2016 reset the count to zero. He was re-elected in October amid an opposition boycott. Mr Weir denies that he intends any such thing and points out that as a first-term incumbent, he is free to run again anyway. Nevertheless, a coalition of opposition parties is urging voters to boycott the poll. Healthy margins. JD Health goes public. 
China's second most prominent e-commerce company has spawned its largest online healthcare provider. Around $3.4 billion worth of shares in JD Health, which was spun off from JD.com, officially began trading in Hong Kong today. Their price promptly rose by a third. The offering is a nice consolation prize for the city's stock exchange, which was to assist in a $37 billion listing of Ant Group, a fintech giant, until that fell through last month. JD Health's offering is the largest ever for Asia's healthcare industry and caps a banner year for the new firm. Customers stuck at home flocked to the platform as COVID-19 emerged in China, boosting monthly online consultations from 200,000 to 2 million and JD Health's valuation from $7 billion to $28 billion. Privately owned online healthcare firms have received record amounts of investment this year. Expect more such IPOs. Other Chinese corporate giants including Baidu, Tencent and ByteDance have health arms yet to go public. Rush Jab Trump's Vaccine Summit President Donald Trump has invited vaccine makers, drug distributors and logistics firms to a summit today to discuss America's progress in securing COVID-19 vaccines. Many see the event as political theatre, an opportunity for Mr Trump to claim credit for progress to date and press the Food and Drug Administration, America's regulator, to grant emergency licenses for a vaccine when it meets in two days. Its head, Stephen Hahn, was summoned to the White House on December 1st to explain why his agency had not been quicker to approve a vaccine developed by Pfizer and BioNTech, two pharmaceutical companies. Unlike British regulators, which approved the jab on December 2nd, the FDA is reviewing all the raw data from the trials, meaning it has thousands of pages of information to examine. Even once the vaccine is approved, the Trump administration's claim that it will deliver it to every zip code in the United States within 24 hours seems improbable. Starship Enterprise SpaceX's new model After a week of delays, the latest prototype of Elon Musk's Starship may finally be ready for launch. If all goes well, SN8 will take off from SpaceX's Boca Chica launch site on the coast of Texas and fly to an altitude of 15 kilometers before switching off its engine, turning on its side and letting gravity take its course. Shortly before it hits the ground, however, boosters will fire, returning the craft to its vertical orientation to enable a smooth landing. It is this remarkable belly flop manoeuvre that, in theory, makes Starship fully reusable. No previous launch vehicle has ever held that accolade. Even the Space Shuttle, which often travelled into orbit, required the rebuilding of entire components between flights. Mr Musk puts the odds of success at a mere 1 in 3. But even if SN8 fails, SN9 and SN10 are already built and waiting for their moment in the stratospheric sun. Nearing the end. America's election drama. By the end of today, states must settle any election-related disputes and nominate their slates of electors, who will meet in their state's capitals in six days to cast their votes for president. The safe harbour deadline usually passes unremarkably. Not this year. The Supreme Court has ordered Pennsylvania election officials to respond to a lawsuit from Mike Kelly, a Republican congressman, arguing that voting by mail is unconstitutional and the state should therefore reject all mailed ballots. Pennsylvania's Supreme Court already rejected Mr Kelly's suit, ruling it came too late. Pennsylvania passed its expanded mail-in voting rules in 2019 with bipartisan support. The chances of the Supreme Court reversing that decision are slim. But even if Pennsylvania's mailed ballots were tossed and its electoral votes awarded to Donald Trump, Joe Biden would still have enough to win. 
Mr. Trump and his allies have fared poorly in the courts, winning just one of 48 post-election lawsuits. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Herbert Spencer, who died on this day in 1903. How often misused words generate misleading thoughts. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. Thank you.